This is Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Information without understanding is not very helpful. Talk with the doctor and feel like you're talking to a friend. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Atlanta. This is Dr. Carissa Hines, and you are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. This is your favorite health and wellness weekly radio talk show. I hope you all have had a great week. I myself can't complain. So, anywho, today we have a very special show because we have um, guests in our Survivor Series, and we're going to be talking about sickle cell anemia. But before I get to all of that... Let's do it how we usually do. We do our shout outs. So here we go. Shout out to my number one fan. Hey, mom, I hope you are having a fabulous Thursday morning. Shout out to family in Norfolk, Virginia, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Houston, Texas, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, Charlotte, North Carolina, Ladson, South Carolina, Macon, Georgia, Pensacola, Florida, Center, Alabama, Chesapeake, Virginia, Seattle, Washington, Washington, D.C., Centerville, Virginia, Columbia, South Carolina, Opelika, Alabama, Lusby, Maryland, Newport News, Virginia, Temecula, California, Cedar Bluff, Alabama, College Park, Georgia, Hobbs, New Mexico, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Oxford, North Carolina, Woodbridge, Virginia, Gadsden, Alabama, Hampton, Virginia, Columbus, Georgia, Memphis, Tennessee, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, and our new family that we are adding, thanks to our special guest today, Phoenix, Arizona, and Chandler, Arizona. How are y'all doing out on the West Coast? I hope everything is well. As I said, we broadcast live every Thursday at 11 a.m. from our studio here in Atlanta on at WWE Real 1100 a.m. And, um, We also stream this show at www.real1100.com, and you can watch us live on Facebook. We are live at this moment, so I'm saying hello and waving to my Facebook family out there. We are a proud part of the Old Fashioned Health Network. We also are a proud part of 22.3 Takeover Vegas Radio, and this show broadcasts uh, on that station on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time. And so you can catch uh, the rebroadcast there. But sometimes it's this week's show and sometimes it's not. I like to kind of mix up things a little bit there. Catch the rebroadcast, right? So if you are not available to be live by your radio, computer, or phone at this moment, you have plenty of opportunities to rewatch the show. You can also find us on YouTube at Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. And we are... As I said, a proud part of the 22.3 Takeover Vegas Radio family. And you can follow us on social media. And I'm going to ask you all, if you are following us on Facebook, if you could tell a friend to uh, share share our page with your friends, family, coworkers. I'm trying to build a following here and reach as many people as I possibly can. On Facebook, we are Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. On Instagram, at Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. And on Twitter, at Minutes Doctor. And so... As we are in our um, in our usual Thursday morning uh, activities, after our shout-outs, we give our COVID update, and so here we go. In the United States, we are looking at 43 million cases um, that have resulted in an unfortunate 689,500 deaths. Um, and as I shared last week, we have now surpassed the number of deaths in this pandemic compared to um, the last pandemic, which is the Spanish influenza of 1917, 18, and 19. And so, of course, we at Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa extend our prayers and condolences uh, and send love to all of the families who have lost um, secondary to this pandemic. And, you know, it is my fervent prayer that we come to an end of this and we can get back to um, our lives as we knew it or new lives, uh, hopefully soon. Worldwide, we are looking at 232 
million cases that have resulted in an unfortunate 4.75 million deaths worldwide. In the news, there has been this week um, quite a bit of um, of talk about mandating vaccinations, because of course, if you all have been following the news, you know that uh, President Biden has made uh, statements regarding mandating uh, vaccination and, and as well has mandated vaccination for federal employees. Uh, and so a lot of state governments are following suit as well. So for example, um, New York State, New York State's COVID vaccine mandate has led to hundreds of workers being suspended for failure to be vaccinated. So they are making the stance of um, be vaccinated or you don't work here anymore. So what do you all think about that? Um, and Erie County Medical Center, which is also in New York, um, about 7% of the workforce was placed on unpaid administrative leave due to vaccine mandates. Uh, so these are people who have decided not to get vaccinated by a certain deadline uh, and they have been, you know, sent home, essentially. Um, Novant Health, which is based in North Carolina, actually fired about 175 unvaccinated employees for failing to comply with vaccination policy. Houston Methodist uh, in Houston, Texas, has fired about 150 people. So, you know, it's getting serious out here right with these um, vaccine mandates um, and you know the the fever or fervor I guess I should say is that you know the those of us who are vaccinated are tired of those of you all who are not vaccinated um, and all of the things that um, the unvaccinated um, movement has has caused with this um, because as we know um, you know many of our hospitals are at capacity um, and most of those who are hospitalized who are um, in the ICU in particular um, the large majority the overwhelming majority of those patients are unvaccinated people um, and so, you know, of course, I encourage people, you know, I, I shared this not to shame or not to judge because that is not that is not my vibe. Um, but just to encourage once again um, that, you know, people claim, you know, they have the right to do what they want to do with their body and so on and so forth. And, yeah, you do to a point. Um, but is your stance worth your financial ruin? And that's the question that I guess you have to ask yourself. Um, you know, I know I myself cannot go without being employed. Uh, and so I imagine that I'm not the only one in that boat. So, you know, I am already vaccinated so that the mandate doesn't really um, doesn't negatively affect me. Um, but, you know, for those people who are, um, you know, can you stand to lose your job and would you get another one because I'll tell you as the federal government goes so does the private sector so as the federal government mandates uh, vaccination for uh, federal employees and for the military um, you know the private sector is going to follow suit so if it has not come to your job yet it is coming trust me and so far, you know, people have tried to challenge these mandates in court and federal law is upholding these vaccine, uh, these vaccine mandates and subsequent firings. So, you know, even if you decided to take it to court, the chances are that you would lose. So now you're out of a whole lot of money in legal fees and you don't have a job. And again, I don't know that that's the situation that you want to be in or can afford to be in, right? Um, so, you know, just not just another thing um, to think about, because, of course, getting vaccinated is a way to protect yourself and your family and your friends. And it also protects your community. Uh, and as as this last little bit has shown, it is also the way to protect your paycheck. So I guess you got to decide what's um, where the rubber meets the road for you. And, and I wish you all the best with whatever you decide uh, to pursue. This COVID update has been brought to you by Freeman Moore Medical Consultants, your expert disability consultants. Use code Dr. Carissa for 75% off a full disability consultation. Book your consultation at www.freemanmoremedicalconsultants.com or find them on the web at uh, 
You can find them on Facebook, Freeman Moore Medical Consultants, and, and find them on the web at www.freemanmoremedicalconsultants.com. This concludes our first segment of our show today. We'll be back after a short break. I'm Dr. Carissa Hines. You're listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. fashion designer Edmund Newton. I'd like to tell you about Enmask.com. Enmask.com is my only source for non-surgical cloth masks. I've teamed up with Enmask.com to create and design a collection of limited edition masks. These masks are washable, reusable, breathable, and most importantly, fashionable. Shop online now at Enmask.com. That's E-N-M-A-S-K-S.com for quality masks made in America. sure to listen to the wellness enclave with dr donna sewell a podcast that explores emotional health and its impact on everyday life in the enclave we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life such as physical health relationships spirituality and even decision making the wellness enclave with dr sewell can be found on apple podcast and spotify And welcome back. This is Dr. Carissa. And if you're just tuning in, you are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. So today we are talking about sickle cell anemia because September is sickle cell uh, disease awareness month. And I am very, very fortunate to have a a very special guest two actually um, a mother and son. uh, And they're going to talk to us in a few minutes about their journey with sickle cell disease. But before we get to our guest, a little bit of background for you all right. So sickle cell anemia is a genetic disorder of red blood cells. Healthy blood cells, red blood cells, are smooth and round and what we call biconcave, so they're caved in on both sides. And they are, when they are healthy, they are flexible, right, so that they can easily pass through blood vessels, even very, very small blood vessels, uh, and carry oxygen to every part of the body. So, um, sickle cell anemia affects about 100,000 Americans, mostly of African descent. Um, and worldwide, it affects about 20 million people. Persons of Caribbean, Hispanic, and Middle Eastern heritage can also be affected uh, with sickle cell anemia. So that's something that I learned today. Uh, in sickle cell anemia, the red blood cells are crescent-shaped or sickle-shaped, hence the name, uh, and they are hard and sticky, making it difficult for them to pass through the blood vessels easily. When these cells get stuck in the blood vessels, complications can occur. Um, and so pain is the most common uh, experience that people with sickle cell anemia have. Uh, and they can have organ damage due to blood clots, such as strokes, heart attacks, kidney damage. They also are susceptible to special infections. Uh, they can develop pulmonary hypertension, blindness, Priapism, which is uh, it affects the male sexual organ, and they also can suffer pregnancy complications. Uh, diagnosis of sickle cell anemia, um, or even the sickle cell trait, uh, is most often found at birth, secondary to screening tests that are done. Um, Pure expression of sickle cell anemia is the result of the trait passed from both parents. So when we talk about genetics, we talk about this being a recessive, um, a recessive disease or a recessive expression, meaning that you have to have um, the gene from both parents in order for the disease to be expressed. But if the genetic material for sickle cell is only comes from one parent, then that child will have, or may possibly have, I should say, um, sickle cell trait. Because the way genes work, it, it's really neat actually, but the way they work, you still could um, have a child that does not have the genetic, um, the genetic uh, uh, template for sickle cell. 
So you can have a sickle cell trait or you can have the full-on disease. For those that have sickle cell trait, these persons normally do not show any signs or symptoms of the actual disease, but they can potentially pass it on to their children, particularly if they um, partner with someone who also has the sickle cell trait um, and those recessive traits meet up and then the resulting child has, has the disease. There are many treatments uh, for sickle cell anemia, but um, there is not one particular, like it's not a one size fits all kind of thing because um, sickle cell anemia is so ubiquitous in all of the organs that it affects that it affects people differently. So some people will have the kidney issues and others will not. And some people will have the pain crises and those pain crises um, can happen to different severity. Like some people have to be hospitalized because of their pain crises and some people don't. So you can't just box every sickle cell uh, patient into one neat little package there. In terms of the cure, at present time, the only cure that is known for sickle cell anemia is bone marrow or stem cell transplant. Um, and in terms of um, organ donation, because this still counts even though it's bone marrow, so and that is an organ if you did not know that, um, the bone marrow is the organ that is donated from one person to the sickle cell patient. Um, one in five people with sickle cell anemia have a fully matched sibling. So as we have talked before, if you all have been following us and we talked about organ donation uh, from a transplant surgeon standpoint and also from a kidney recipient, um, that was our first show for this season. Um, you know that, um, you know, finding the match is really the secret sauce to uh, to having a successful organ donation. And a lot of the times people will think that, um, you know, if they have a sibling, we both have the same parents, and so we should be a match. But that isn't always the case because genetics is funny that way. To join the registry to help a person with sickle cell disease, visit joinbethematch.org slash cure SCD. And I will share with you all that I have been uh, on the Be The Match donor registry uh, since I was in medical school. And so, you know, I haven't been called yet, um, but, you know, I am, I'm happy to lend myself to, to that registry to potentially help someone uh, if they should need it. We are going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we will have our guests on the line, and I cannot wait to introduce you to them. I am Dr. Carissa, and you are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and we'll be right back after a very short break. This is Alvin. And this is Edmund. On the Old Fashioned Health Show. Tune in each Friday from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. And listen to us live on iHeartRadio or the Real 1100 app. Where we talk about healthy information, products, and or services. And get some old school music in. On the Real 1100. Why choose Just for Pets Wellness Center? compassionate pet care services featuring an experienced veterinary team to superior customer service in a caring and friendly environment. We offer individual attention and tailored treatment for each pet. Visit our website for more information at www.justthenumber4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Carissa, and you are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. I want to take this moment to introduce you all to two very special people who happen to be um, a good friend of mine and her son. So let me tell you about them, and then we're going to get started into our conversation about sickle cell anemia and their journey uh, with this disease. So on the line soon, we will have Miss Mrs. Erica Lassiter and her son, Quincy Lassiter. Erica Lassiter is the widow of former NFL defensive back Kwame Lassiter. 
She is a native of Newport News, Virginia. Shout out Hampton Roads. She's a Hampton Roads girl like me and is a philanthropist who loves working with charitable organizations and giving back to others. From sunrise to sunset, Lassiter manages to incorporate being a devoted mother, friend, community volunteer, and entrepreneur into her daily activities. She learned at an early age from her parents that giving back to others was a must, and she finds it very rewarding, and she's very, very good at that, I'll say. An honor graduate of Norfolk State University in Norfolk, Virginia, Lassiter's career path expands beyond her degree in management and community computer information systems, excuse me. Lassiter also works as a realtor in the Phoenix metro area, and she has served as the president of the Off the Field Players Wives Association since 2009, a national organization for wives, excuse me, for wives of uh, NFL players. I just lost my page there. Hold on one second. As president, Lassiter has enjoyed bringing together women of the NFL, addressing issues related to NFL families, increasing the membership of the organization, and raising money and awareness for a cause close to the members' hearts in their communities. Lassiter currently resides in Chandler, Arizona with her children, Eric, Kwame II, Quentin, Quincy, and her nephew, Darius. She is a proud member of the Tempe Alumni Chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. She is the co-founder of Lassiter's Tackle, which stands for Teaching All Children to Kick Off Leadership in Education Foundation, and currently serves as a director with the Kwame Lassiter Foundation Incorporated. Erica dedicates her time to several community service organizations in the Valley. Close to her heart are those that focus on families coping with sickle cell anemia, a disease that her youngest son, Quincy, battled for 16 years before being cured through a bone marrow transplant in 2016. She enjoys spending time with her family and friends, traveling and putting smiles on the faces of others. And I will say, Erica Lassiter is one of the kindest, sweetest, most open-hearted people that I have ever had the pleasure to meet and know and call my friend. And ladies and gentlemen, please uh, introduce, uh, allow me to introduce you to Erica and Quincy Lassiter. Hey, y'all. Hello. 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 How are you? Hello. I'm great. It's so good to hear your voice. How are you all doing? Thank you very much. All we right. are doing well. Good, it's good, bright, good. early Thursday morning. I know Glad it is so early for you all, and I thank you so much. So <laughs> it is what a three-hour difference there, three hours. Yeah, but it's yeah. yeah, it's okay. So we got to get going early. anyway. Well, this is true, but it's still early, and I thank you all so much for your time, and thank you so much for coming and joining us um, to close out Sickle Cell Awareness Month. And I think that it is so important that people. Um, know more about this and you know I always yes. am, am deeply humbled when people who are actively experiencing um, a disease process take time to share because that's a very personal journey um, and it takes an, an incredible amount of courage to share what that is and you know I always tell people you know I can tell you about just about any disease process but I don't live it and so I, I always Excellent. enjoy the perspective um, of the person who has lived this journey so let's get let's get into that so how was Quincy's diagnosis how how was it found that he had sickle cell um at birth um Quincy uh, Quincy is a twin Mm -hmm. uh his twin and him were born actually 10 weeks early oh and um all all my life my mother had always warned me that I had the sickle cell trait and not to marry anybody with the sickle cell trait (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, so that was part of my questions, you know, and of course my husband's like, no, I ain't got it, you know, <laughs> so I thought we were in the clear. Mm-hmm. Um, my first child, my first biological child, which is Kwame II, uh, came out with just trait alone. So okay. I would really just thought, okay, we're this good, didn't think mm-hmm. any. Yeah. And then um, they were in um, prenatal care. Um, 
gosh, I can't even think of the term, but they were, because they were preemies, they mm -hmm. were in the NICU. Right. And um, saying, I want to say the same day or the next morning, you know, when they come in and talk to you, they said, baby A is doing well, baby B is having a little trouble, we got him on machine. And, um, you know, I think it was a couple of days later, maybe, and we see a high fetal for sickle cell anemia. Mm. And my heart dropped and I went into tears. I'm actually getting teary talking about it. Wow. Um, I just went into tears. I was um, all my life. I was just kind of told uh, you don't want your kid to get sickle cell anemia because what we were taught back in the day, they don't live past 23. Right. I remember that number in my head. So right. um, I was scared. Sure. I was still in the hospital. I was scared as a parent. And that's something that you even knew that you had sickle cell trait because a lot of people don't. Like right. I'll, I'll sit here and say, I don't know yeah. if I have it or not. I have no idea. Right. And I've had and I've had a child. So, you know, I, I don't know. And I don't know that a lot of people yeah. know. Um, and particularly, you know, when your mom gave you that advice about, um, mm -hmm. you know, getting with people who have, you know, with a, a person who has the trait and, and the consequences that that could be. You know, I don't know that a lot because a lot of us are just out here just following, falling in love all right. nilly and right. not knowing. Right. Um, and so, right, you know, I yeah. guess that needs to be another question. Like once you find out what your health status is with traits of, of mm -hmm. different diseases, not just sickle cell, but there are, you know, a lot of things right. that you can pass on. Um, you know, that needs to be on the questionnaire, I guess, when you, when you <laughs> are meeting potential uh, potential mates. So now, yeah, that's a whole nother show. That's when a we whole have to tell what to nother, do when we get look, these mates. That's but a yes. whole nother show. Yes, yes ma'am, it is. Yes, know your trait status. Right. <laughs> Start there. Right. We, we can we can do that. Like, how do you even? Like, how is that an icebreaker? Like, I don't even know how you would ask that question. But it's been so long since right. I've been dating. Like, I don't know how to do any of that anymore. So now, for Mister Quincy. So uh, this is this is the same question that I want um, for for the both of you to answer. Um, how has your experience? What was your experience growing up with sickle cell, both from the patient perspective and also from the parent perspective? What was that like? Uh, for me, it was mainly in and out of hospital a lot, and then you miss a lot of school just because you're always in these crises, going mm -hmm. from hospital to hospital appointments so you kind of fall behind in school okay and and how was that for you like was there something that you knew that would trigger a pain crisis for you or was it just random things that would just happen kind of both like you would know you would feel it coming on because you would start to ache okay but for me it was just like overdoing it playing with my brothers or the change in temperature is mm. when i mainly noticed okay my crisis starting to come okay wow and so, if you, if you don't mind tell me what does that feel like because you know a lot of people when we talk about pain um, you know, and of course, pain is is very, very subjective from person to person. But in your own words, what does a pain crisis feel like? For me, the, the aching just felt like normal aching or mm -hmm. whatever that would feel to someone else. But the crises were like a lot of pressure and like kind of feel like you were getting hit and wherever the crises would take place. Oh, Mainly wow. for me, it was like my back and legs. Okay. Wow. But for other people, it might be like the arms or somewhere else. Yes. And, you know, and I've seen people with sickle cell crisis with chest pain and, you know, and we don't know if it is a heart attack or not. Or, you know, is this just the pain crisis? So, you know, that that pain, as I said earlier, does manifest itself um, quite differently from person to person. But it's interesting that you describe that as a feeling of being hit. Like I can't, you know, I've been hit before and I can't imagine feeling that over and over and over again over the course of a long period of time. So, you know, shout out to you for being the warrior that you are and for hanging in in with that. You know, I just think that you're just an amazing person. And I just want to say that before we go any further. Now, Erica, for you being the mom, mm -hmm. how, how was it that that 16 years before before he was cured? Um, basically, you become a avid advocator for your child mm -hmm. um, in, in multiple ways. Um, for me, it was um, 
not only was I educating the teachers because they didn't know what to expect, being at a predominantly white school and mm -hmm. predominantly white um, neighborhood, nobody knew what we were going through and tried to explain it. And so it, it become, mm -hmm. okay, they're going to learn today because I had to learn. So everybody's going to learn because they're going to know how to take care of my baby. Exactly. Um, and it, even going to some of the hospitals here locally, and uh, we live in Chandler, and I remember taking him to the ER when he was in a crisis, and then I'm telling them what to do. And I remember I was like, you know, we're about 25 minutes from Phoenix Children's Hospital, but the one time I went to that ER and I saw the way they cared for my child, I knew then if we were ever in this position again, there's just straight, no stops, no lights, no nothing. We go straight to, you know, uh, Phoenix children because the they, they mm -hmm. really took care of kid. So, you know, you worry as a parent, you know, um, I prayed a lot, but mm -hmm. basically I advocated for my child, you know, and then I use that, um, you know, because he used to always, when he was in Scream, it was a why me? And and basically it was us just saying, you know what, our, our journey is just to help other people. So we actually right. did that. We started foundation so that we could, we got to know our sickle cell community. We got to see how small mm -hmm. it was at mm -hmm. the time and how can we help you know, enrich the lives of others going through what he's going through, but at the same time, educate our community on what our families are dealing with. Awesome. 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 And so, you know, we, we're going to get to the, the actual donation, but how long were you mm -hmm. all on the donor list? Or is that, I know for other organs that that's how that works. Is, is that the same for um, the bone marrow transplant? Like, do, do you go on a list and, and do all of yes. that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So one of the, and I'll let him talk because I, I heard him starting up, but one of the things that I will mention that you mentioned in your intro was um, when we finally, Quincy did have multiple, what we call acute trust syndromes, almost like you mentioned, mm -hmm. um, where his, um, his lungs would, experience pneumonia multiple times because they sickle and they go through these respiratory issues and um, he qualified for a bone marrow transplant. Mm -hmm. I knew that part of the bone marrow transplant required chemo, so I was not for it in the beginning. Um, but witnessing okay. my friend's five-year-old, um, her five-year-old son went through it in Detroit or were they in, well, in, in the Michigan area. Mm -hmm. And um, if I, said, I said, if inherent, ironically, his name was KJ. I mm -hmm. said, if KJ can do it, I know we could do it. And just seeing the success level that he had with it and then be sickle cell free, you know. So right. we started that process, I want to say 2014. Okay. Um, with his brothers and I'll let him share how that worked out. Cause his, your own twin. Right. <laughs> yeah. we started in 2014 and like mm -hmm. they test you for matches like from one to ten and i think both my brothers were three out of ten okay yeah and and my donor i think the first donor was like a five i believe okay and we were clear to set up everything and the donor didn't appear at their last appointment oh wow so then we waited like another year i believe wow and that's when we met our donor and she was, I think, a perfect match or nine out of 10. It was Look at that. high. Look at that. So it was just meant to be Indeed. that Brie was supposed Indeed. to be our donor. Mm -hmm. Indeed. And so, you know, I, I posted about the the foundation on, on our Medical Minutes Facebook page, but I will post the story because that actually mm -hmm. um, was covered. Um, about how um, Quincy met his donor. And, you know, so I had seen things, you know, because, of course, you know, we've been friends. And so I have been following over the years, um, you know, about about Quincy and, you know, about his journey and in and out of the hospital and so on and so forth. And it's just a beautiful story of actually meeting your donor which is not tremendously um, usual, as I understand it, that a lot of the times you don't get to meet that person, um, you know, a lot of the times, because with organ donations, some some of the time it's coming from a person who's passed away. Um, but, you know, with bone marrow, it, it is a living donor, or it can be a living donor um, that you get. So tell me about meeting Miss Bree. Uh, we met her at the Cardinal Stadium. It was kind of like a... I don't know, just a easy place for both of us. Sure. And now, was she from? I know it was nice. Was she from the Arizona area or? No, she was from Texas, I believe. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, she said 
one day she was walking on campus and be the match was there told her the the spiel and she just took a minute out of her day got the test look at she ended up being my donor wow and she told us all that when we met wow and it was nice to meet her and her family yes yes i remember reading that story um and and seeing the video that your mom had posted and just crying, just bawling because, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. you don't know this, but I met you when you were a baby. I don't even know mm-hmm. if you guys were walking yet when I met you and, and your brothers, um, you know, obviously your older brother was. Um, and so, you know, I've been kind of, you know, in the shadows, just kind of following along. And, and when I'm out in the area, <laughs> would come and hang out with you guys. And so it was just, it was a blessing to see. Um, what you what you had gone through and knowing what you had been through um, and just seeing this. And that is just incredible how, you know, the disappointment of having a donor and the excitement that comes with that, that, you know, this is going to change, literally change your life. Right. And then that donor doesn't show up for that last little bit for whatever reason. And how wonderful right. is it? And, you know, just this is just a look at God moment that. Right. The next person that comes through is an even better match for you. And, you know, just out of just serendipity, she just happened to be walking by and see this sign and take a few minutes to do this. And in a few minutes, change your whole life. That's just that is just that is bananas, bananas (laughs) in a great way. So now how have things been for you since the transplant? Everything's been good. I can do more stuff and not have to worry about crises. Right. Very good. And then don't miss any school now. So that's a good thing. Right. So you get to get <laughs> yeah. back to to a new normal. Or finally get yeah, finally get to a normal. Yeah. Right. That is a good that is a good thing. That is yeah. a good thing. So now tell it's me. Definitely has been oh, great. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I'm saying it definitely has been great. Um, you yes. know, we went from hospital trips multiple times a month to once a year to uh we'll go if they call us <laughs> yeah. right right so and so now with the the bone marrow transplant are there drugs to take after that or is it is that different from you know from other organ um organ transplants is there a medication regimen to follow after that or is it just you know take care of yourself and 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 be well only for the short yeah he was good oh uh, only for like the short recovery time after, but okay. like once that's done, you're totally off meds. You don't have to take anything. Amen. Yeah, I think it was like the first year and a half mm-hmm. he was on, um, you know, a lot of immune um, uh, suppression drugs. Yes, depression medication. Um, he was on. I mean, I literally had a schedule all day, right. and you know, I became, you know, I went from. Uh, computer to realtor to a nurse without a license without a license right right yeah i mean literally i was cleaning his lines i was changing his um i forgot those little balls that you put the medicine in and Mm -hmm. you know getting his ivs ready and all from home um you know so we were he was basically homebound for a year and you know only outside was going to his appointment so it, it was it was a big difference but um I do it all over again for the life that he gets to experience now. Oh, most certainly. So, Quincy, you yeah. were doing the quarantine thing before the rest of us, uh, before it became a thing, yes. right? For the rest yes. of us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we definitely. Yes. Um, he was. I know you don't want to hear anybody complaining about about being sick, about being no. quarantined, because you you've done it twice now. There we go. So yes. Now, <laughs> he. <laughs> tell me about the Kwame Lasseter Foundation uh, and its mm-hmm. efforts to help uh, sickle cell anemia patients and their families. Yeah. So we started that foundation um, back in 1999 and it has two aspects. We really started it on the educational um, side of things to mm-hmm. help um, schools mm-hmm. who are underserved. And then also, you know, for our son, after he was born for the sickle cell anemia um, mm-hmm. side to, we saw, we saw the um, lack of support or, um, you know, basically not much happening in the Valley for 
families with sickle cell. And we wanted to bring a change to that and bring sure. more awareness to this area and this community and just try to provide because, you know, multiple times you would hear there's nothing for us. There's nothing for us. Right. Um, so my husband and I wanted to, you know, make that difference, be that difference. So we started the foundation and, um, one of the, you know, biggest part of our, we used to be our bowling event, which our fundraiser was to help provide, um, meals during the holidays, help, you know, mm -hmm. any kind of financial assistance that was needed. Um, and then during the school, back to school. So we just keep growing year after year. Right. You all just did a big golf tournament not too long ago. Yes. Yes. Which, which looked like so, a yeah. lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was our first one. Um, and it was something my husband always wanted to do, but mm -hmm. never was able to. Right. So I wanted to make sure we switched our fundraiser over to something that he wanted to do, which sure. really helped us, you know, um, pump up the educational side of it because he always wanted scholarships in his name. Right. So we were able to grant three students scholarships this year in the um, Tidewater area. Excellent. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, that is just awesome. These Hampton Roads girls are yeah. just doing it, I tell you. Yes. <laughs> so now, and, and I will say, you know, in honor of your husband, um, Kwame Lasseter, who played for the Arizona Cardinals, um, you know, mm -hmm. I, I just think that he would just be so incredibly proud of all of you um, for the work that you've done um, and for making lives better for sickle cell patients and their families. Um, and I just know that he's just busting from heaven. I just know that he mm -hmm. is because I am incredibly yes. proud of you here on earth. Now, in our last few minutes, is there anything else that you two would like to share about your journey or anything that you would like for people to know, um, to know more about sickle cell anemia? Um, just from my aspect is, you know, join the registry. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Bree literally was walking from brand practice and she, you know, the table was there and um, basically they said, oh, you probably won't match anybody, but go mm. ahead and give it a shot. Right. Just go ahead and give it a shot because you don't know how many lives that you will change. Right. I know the age range is 18 to 45. Um, it's a collection time that really helps, mm -hmm. you know, um, as far as where your cells are. Um, if you don't, you know, know of a registry, definitely be the match.org will help you, um, find in, some in your area or send you a kit. Um, and then I always said, if you can be the change, so host a drive, you know, in your churches in your schools in your community, um, especially for these students that are looking in different organizations in their schools, looking for something to do to make an effective change, set up a beat and match table, get some volunteers out there to help and, and have a registry for um, our families. There's not enough African-Americans um, or minorities on the registry to right. help people like Quincy. And we thank God that God saw fit to not give him but one, but two right. matches, even though the first one, for whatever reason, didn't work out. And and, you know, that's what I said is just I'm grateful it didn't because something wasn't going to work out well with that. And right. we got the perfect match. And, 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 um, and now look. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. Bree and her family are just awesome. We love staying in touch with them. Excellent. We're coming up on our year anniversary of meeting them. Wow. Um, which was at the end of October. So we're yes. excited. And I will post that link on our on our Facebook page. Erica okay. and Quincy Lasseter, thank you so much for sharing. I, I, I can't wait to get back out to Phoenix and see you all. I was telling Ronette, I, was yes. like, I need to get back out because I used to go out, for those who don't know, I love to travel. And I used to go out yes. and hang out in Phoenix like every year. And I, would, I don't know why I would always go during the summer when it was just the hottest. My I God. know. My God. But anyway, but it was always <laughs> We had good times. We <laughs> certainly did. And we will mm -hmm. again. Thank you all so very, very much. Quincy, we love you and we are so grateful um, that you are better and doing well and we look forward to a happy healthy long life full of success and all of the good things that life brings to you ladies and gentlemen Erica and Quincy Lassiter thank you guys so much thank, thank you. you thank you for having us take care all righty folks so you have heard it there so you can go to be the match.org uh, and find out um, local resources, how you can become a donor, how you can um, set up 
a, a donation event as well. And, you know, that's a good thing. I think I may have to put that on the list of things that I want to do um, to see if we can uh, do that. So I may have to do a little research and partner with some folks um, because I always like meeting survivors. They inspire me in so many ways um, and actually show me what I can do. Um, because, you know, you, you'll think that you're doing doing something and then you meet someone that shows you that you can do more. And so I'm always uh, inspired by my friends who who stretch me and who show me that I can stretch myself. We will be right back after a brief break. I am Dr. Carissa Hines. You are listening to Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Are your pet's vaccinations up to date? Just for Pets Wellness Center can help keep your pets protected from fleas, ticks, heartworms, and other nasty bugs with the latest parasite detection and prevention programs available. We offer parasite screening and prevention to the most advanced topical and chewable medications. Using our online pharmacy is affordable, safe, convenient, and provides home delivery. Visit our website for more information at www.justthenumber4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. Hi, I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. Learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Then let's talk about your health. are back. Thanks again to Erica and Quincy Lassiter uh, for coming and sharing their very, very special journey with sickle cell anemia. Um, and, you know, shout out to Bree, who is his donor, who is just an amazing person for giving of herself and changing someone else's life just in that few minutes. I mean, that's just that just gives me chills to just think about the the very small actions that we can take that can have just magnified um, impact on somebody else's life, right? So here we go, getting into our vitamin C. So today, our vitamin C is about words. So we are now left with three months left in 2021, which is incredible. This year has just gone by so fast that I can't believe we are already into October. And so, you know, looking at the end of the year, you know, I thought, you know, hey, soon enough, we are going to be once again, or at least I am going to, I don't know if you all do that, um, but just once again, just um, making our resolutions and thinking about the new year ahead and the plans that we uh, have or want to have to remodel ourselves and renew our lives and, you know, get bikini fine or whatever it is that that you uh, set out as a goal for yourself for the new year. But I don't wait until January to start that. I start thinking about those things usually about this time. I love the fall because I feel like I'm most productive um, during that time of year with finishing things up and starting new things or thinking about new things, right? So I believe very, very deeply in the power of words. So much so that I choose a word for myself every year to be the structural base of all of my goals for the coming year. So, you know, some people do vision boards and that kind of thing. I pick a word and, and I incorporate that word in my everyday and in all of my projects and so on and so forth. So for 2021, I chose the word build. This word has underlied 
every dream that I have had, every dream that has come true for me for 2021. Um, and, you know, it is just the life breath of, um, you know, of the plans that I've made and and the plans that are still um, to be had, you know, because you have to lay the scaffolding, right? Um for these and that's the build part for me which is which is fun so you know you can have plans and then you have to build on those plans and so you know I have a word for 2022 that I'm not going to share just yet but it's funny how when you put things out into the universe the universe conspires um, with you and so as I was driving in this morning I was listening um, to to the radio and this song came on that is my word and I was like Yep, that's it. That was proof because I was thinking about it, and then there it was. So, I as if if you don't know me, well, how can you all not know me at this point? But anyway, I'm a sci-fi geek, right? And today's quote is from one of my favorite science fiction characters, Albus Dumbledore of Harry Potter. For so, for those of you who don't know, check out the movies; they're really, really great. Um, and you will enjoy them. And Professor Dumbledore says, and I quote, words are, in my not so humble opinion, our most inexhaustible source of magic, capable of both inflicting injury and remedying it. So I ask you all, what magical word will you choose for 2022. You got three months to figure it out. Thank you once again for joining me for my favorite hour of the week. And I appreciate you all following on Facebook. Please tell a friend, tell a family, tell a businesswoman, a business person, your coworkers, your dogs, your cats, anybody. Tell them because we want to build. Uh, I want to build and to continue to build this show and its outreach. And so until we meet again, be good to yourselves, be good to each other. Take care. This is Dr. Carissa. Thanks for joining me this week on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa. Join me next week for more comfortable yet in-depth conversation. Have a great week. Thank you.